Time now for the Right Hook Health Checkup with the Doyen of GPs, Kira Kelly. Hello, George. Now, a lot of complaints coming in that I give too much medical advice and don't allow you I enough can't, time. I can't understand that. Uh, so uh, we've cracked it. It, it, completely cracked it. Is this yet another week when you're going to tell me you're not going to say anything? Well, the point is, I can't say anything. Every single question has got words in it of nine letters or more, so I have no idea what they're talking about. So I cannot dispense any homespun wisdom tonight. Really? Yeah. We'll see. Well, uh, I'm. I'm. Uh, what? Where's the first one? All right, well, this is an easy one, but I don't know anything about it. Can anything be done for Crohn's disease, says Anne? Ah, uh, okay. Yes, it can, but Crohn's disease, is, do you know what Crohn's disease is, George? Crohn's disease is an inflammatory uh, digestive uh, condition where you can get it in the small bowel or your large intestine or whatever, where people get things like colitis, and, and so they have lots of aches and pains, and they can have diarrhea, and they can bleed, and they can have problems like that. Um they're very often people go on medication. They go on disease-modifying medication to try and control it. Sometimes people have to use symptomatic medication where they might use steroids or steroid enemas and things like that to control it. But there are certain things people can do, and I think that's why they, they ask us here on the programme to, uh, to avoid uh, inflaming their gut from a lifestyle perspective. So you'd want to limit your, your alcohol intake. You would want to not be a smoker. Um, and there are certain high-acid foods that they could avoid, for example. Do you know what's really hard people with Crohn's disease is oranges, um, both because of, of the, the fruit acids, but also, you know, the white pith in, in, in an orange, George, kind of stringy. Just say that again so there is no confusion. P-I-T-H, pith. Right, okay. Just so the I don't have a list. I don't have a list. Just so the list um, are clear. And so, so high acid foods, onions, garlic, peppers, tomatoes, citric fruits, all that kind of stuff, spicy foods, they can set it off and make it worse. All right, so okay. you do need to look at your diet. And I think that's, that's, I think it's always important for people to know that because I think it's very empowering if you think you can do something yourself. 25 years old? Got sunburned twice. I didn't think people got sunburned anymore, I must say, but they do. He got sunburned twice, was often holidays, and has caused lots of black spots to appear on back and shoulders. Any idea where that could be? Um, we never. Best sooty, maybe out in the soot? No, I don't think so. We never like in dermatology hearing about black spots because obviously, really? yeah, well, obviously malignant melanomas for anybody listening. And I know you think I catastrophize, but malignant melanomas are, are, are a black are spot. They? And so anything that is a black spot uh, needs to be checked by your GP and possibly by a dermatologist. So I think this person, we, you know, it's, it's, it's the one, the one codicil to the, to, the, to the right hook health check is that we can't see your lumps and bumps and rashes and lesions so we don't know what they look like so we're going on our best guess. But black spots, black not spots are not idea. a good idea but I'm hoping what this person just has is sometimes you get a patch after you've had sunburn of blackish pigment on your skin which is not a mel melanoma or anything like it and it's just you've had far too much sun right, okay. um, but get it checked is what we're advising you here on News Talk. Okay. Well given that I can't talk about any of the medical questions I just thought you might be interested the only thing I know about Black Spot is actually Treasure Island that pirates used to give a fella a bit of paper with a black spot on it That's right. and it was a kind of blind a, pew blind pew and the black spot I'm sure you knew nothing about that and there you are yet another Surprise. You every week, George. Yeah. Now, oh yeah. How how 
early cirrhosis is diagnosed? Yeah, how do you find out early about cirrhosis? Well, I I like to always look behind the questions, as you know, on this, and it makes me wonder why someone's wondering about early cirrhosis. I suspect we've got somebody who's drinking too much and is wondering, are they in trouble yet? Chances are, if you think you're drinking too much, you are. You're drinking too much. Okay. So you might want to take that on board and never mind whether you're getting cirrhosis yet or not. Don't put it off until you have it to, to do something about that. But how do we look for, for um, the early indications of cirrhosis? Two ways really are the, are the simple ones. One is you get a blood test, which is you do your liver function test. And you can usually see the damage on, on a blood test if someone's drinking heavily. Um, and the other thing is you can have done is an ultrasound of your liver, which is a straightforward enough test. And you can look and see what the liver is doing, what kind of condition it's in. There are obviously more complex tests like MRIs and CTs and blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. If you think you might be a candidate for cirrhosis, think about that now long before you ever get it. Yeah. Yeah, the problem with your liver—you only have one of them, isn't that right? You have one so one liver. It, it, sits, it sits here on so under your you right ribs. We're not on television. I know you're a huge television person, television celebrity, but we're on radio. Uh, well, I haven't got to the big words yet. Okay, so. you're still coping. Paul says, should he go to the GP if he wants to have a vasectomy? Yeah, he'll need a referral. A vasectomy is a, just, I presume most people know what it is, but for anyone who doesn't, a vasectomy is a form of male sterilisation. Um, it's a relatively straightforward procedure, much more simple and straightforward than female sterilisation. Um, there are GPs, in fact, who do it. Um, really? mo- yeah, I don't do it. Most GPs don't do it, but there are some GPs who do do it um, or will certainly refer you on to have it done and it and is can you straightforward. Do it? Can you do it without, um, what you may call it? A, gen- a general anaesthetic, yeah, it can be done under local. Get out scissors, go pew, and it's all done like. Sort of. <laughs> More or less. Interesting question. Given that men's kind of whole esteem and everything is bound up around their genitalia, right? Yeah. No, it is. It so is. you say. So you tell me every week. No, you know this from your medical studies. Um, then... then is, are there psychological problems associated with it? In other words, when a fella thinks it's a great idea to have it, then he gets it done. Does he then kind of get feelings of regret or something? Uh, mostly no, George, because really? I, I should point out for both you and anyone else who's listening is that ev- everything, <laughs> everything still works afterwards. Oh, does it? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yes, everything still works from a physical okay. point of view. All it is is, is that um, you're, it's, you're not fertile. Right, okay. Put You're not, that you know, yeah. yeah. You have no white pith. Uh, oh, speaking of that genitalia, Mark lost a testicle to cancer. He heard there are artificial ones. Is it worth investigating? Apparently, when he goes to the gym, he's conscious of it. Would you be conscious of only having one? Uh, well, I think Mark is telling us that he is conscious. Yeah, and I, In the same way that women after a mastectomy, George, don't like to, to have only one breast, so they would often have... Ah, uh, that's different. It's Come not on. Nece- No, 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 it hold is. your horses. You cannot walk in someone else's shoes. If Mark is conscious or other men out there are conscious yeah. having lost a testicle, and it isn't just, here's the thing, I know he's saying he's a bit conscious in the shower or that kind of thing, but sometimes people are conscious, self-conscious sexually. They, 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 they oh, feel yeah. uncomfortable. Anyway, can you get yes, a you can. plastic a, one? A prosthetic, yes, you can. And it's, again, it's quite a straightforward... Really? Yeah, quite a straightforward, simple procedure. You have a little insert, yeah. a bit like yeah. a boiled egg, inserted, and then Bob's okay. your uncle. Well, I'm I'm really struggling to sort of talk tonight because it's all way above my head. Yeah. But speaking of one testicle, you remember the great song to the tune of Colonel Boogie, do you? Colonel Boogie's March? 
You're going to tell me? Go on. All right. Hitler had only one big ball. Uh, Goebbels. He had two, but very small. Himmler. Had something similar, but poor old Goebbels had no balls at all. Yes, I've heard that song before, George. All right. Well, yeah, I didn't. Uh, oh, yeah. I've done the vasectomy, have I? Oh, yeah. Now, I have long-term problems with feet, ligaments, tendons, etc., can you get them checked, Jim O'Exford? Yeah, if you have, this is his foot, isn't it, we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, if, if he has, probably the best test for him would be to have an MRI of his foot, which would look at um, ligaments, muscles, the, the bone formation. Um, and people sometimes get other things on their, on their feet. Some do with flat feet, maybe, no? You can have fallen arches. You can have various, I mean, your feet take an awful lot of punishment over the course of your yeah. life, obviously, because they're weight bearing. And as you get older and you're, you know, women walk in shoes that maybe aren't good for their feet or but that's why a lot of us gain weight. that's why never run on the road. This idea of men do marathons, I always think is nonsense because so many of them do it with bad shoes. Well, I think, now in fairness, most people who, who would be marathon runners would, would go for serious kit when it comes to running shoes. But the weight, I read somewhere, like, the weight that your foot does when you hit it. Oh, yeah. And then you run 10 miles, so you hit the ground 27 Yeah, it's repetitive starts. impact, and you're, you're, you're yeah. right on that. You're better off running on soft surfaces like grass or, yeah. you know, an athletics track, which has a bit of bounce in it. You're, you're correct, yeah, absolutely. But I would recommend an MRI to investigate this. And then he may need physio or he may need a form of work orthotic or that kind of thing i've had a problem with muscle around my hips he he says i'm trying to get fit i've been to the physio for months no better very limited movement and pain when i run yeah the muscle around your hip well, you see we, we, we're I'm taking trying to feel it and i'm getting like you it's television we're taking his. There? We're taking. Well, there's loads of muscle around your hips. So obviously, you you, you have your you, at the, at your backside. You have your your gluteus muscles. You know your your, your cheeks. Of we your all know about gluteus muscles. Rob Carney injured one in the world. Did he? Yeah. So he? everybody knows okay. about it. But you have other muscles deep and above your hip. You have your psoas muscles. So there's loads of and there's a bunch of muscles there. Um, I would suggest we are only taking his word for it that it's his muscles. He probably needs an X-ray to make sure he doesn't have arthritis or something going on in his hip. Yeah. He may also need an MRI again. We just talked about MRIs a moment ago because he may have a burst or he may have something else going on in his hip. But, you know, if you're running and you're in pain, you need to look into that because maybe stop running. maybe running isn't the sport for you. Yeah. You know, maybe cycling or swimming or something different is. People get very addicted to running and it is hard on the body, particularly above a certain age. When you run, you 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 wear uh, something, you exude something, don't you? Endorphins. Endorphins. Yes, you yeah. totally do. You to- yeah. I, I mean, I've, I, I have often... So that when, in fact, you run... You get a high, a runner's high. So you get addicted a little bit, yeah. yeah. But I could never understand why people don't cycle or swim rather than run. You get more bang for your buck in terms of high off, off the running than you do off. You, you have to go an awful lot further for an awful lot longer swimming or cycling to get that same buzz. Running is definitely a buzz. And I say that as somebody who, who has been a runner and who mm. has um, gotten that high and would be running down the road grinning like a Cheshire cat. So, you know, you do get that. It is hard on the joints. And, and, and yet it's a very popular sport. Hugely popular. No. I really feel sorry for Brida. An itch all over her body. Brida has. Okay. <laughs> Did, is, we had quite, quite a number of, of, of questions this week about itching. Yes, we have a ton of them. Why is everybody itching around the country? 
I wonder, is it because we're wearing heavier clothes and we're, you know, like jumpers and layers and all because of... of it's only October, Gail. Yeah, but it is. It's The weather has shifted and people are putting on the heavier duvets. A lot of people itch for reasons of heat. You know the way people get prickly heat and stuff, but people get sweat dermatitis as well, where if you are a little bit sweaty... But no, hold on, Lord. Now, she says an itch all over her body. So yeah. it's not like an itch under her arms. But does she mention, is, is she the lady who mentions in bed at night? No, no bed, no night. Okay, because there's other there have been other questions in this week about itching in bed at night. Everywhere. Um, I think that's just a variant of uh, a sort of an, an eczematous type of... Uh, or just psoriasis or whatever you call No, no, it. she would mention that. I'm sure she would mention that because the rash okay. with psoriasis is very distinct. I think she should try a lighter tug duvet. She should wash with non-soap-based detergents. She should use emollients and moisturisers on okay. her skin. And she should take an antihistamine. With the greatest respect, right? Yes. You say this... Every I know, but it's, it's but every week we get the questions. These are the really common things we get asked. But, but do people, if, you, if you're itching, like when you go to your pharmacist without going to a hugely expensive GP, you just go to your pharmacist and you say, pharmacist, I've got an itch all over my body. Does he not say, here's an emollient, here's a so-and-so soap, here's a whatever? I'd say he quite likely says, here, try an antihistamine, but he may not say the other things. I, I, I don't know what he says, to be honest. No, I don't get this at all, right? Go on. Although it is about a woman, so you wouldn't expect me. But nevertheless, she's a 52 female menopausal overweight woman. Oh, okay. I saw this one. And she has hot burning pain in her toes. Now, why why would she get burning pain in her toes because she's menopausal? Well, I, I think she's throwing that in in case that's relevant. Oh, right, I'm okay. not sure that she knows whether it's relevant or not. Okay. This woman has burning pain in her toes. So she has a neuropathic pain, we can almost say. By you mean day. she doesn't, it's not real? No, no. I mean, it's nerve pain. Oh, sorry, Neuropathic sorry, pain is sorry, nerve pain. Sorry. So people classically describe that as burning um, you oh, know, really? Yeah, they do. Um, and so why is she burning in her toes? Well, there could be a variety of reasons. She could be a diabetic or, or an undiagnosed diabetic. We may have, have picked up something here this evening on, on the Right Hook Health Check. She could have low vitamin B12, which is quite common in postmenopausal women. Um, she could have poor circulation in her foot that could be affecting um, the nerves of her feet, which might be causing the burning pain. So there's a plethora of things that could All be right. causing it. Or some autoimmune conditions cause stuff like this. And can you fix these things? I would suggest... Well, a lot of them you can. I would suggest that she goes off and that she has a, a set of blood tests done with her local GP and that they look into this a little bit more and see if they can find out what the cause of it is. And the GP will examine the foot too and see what the sort of the circulation to the feet and that kind of thing is. But this woman clearly has nerve pain in her feet for some reason. Now, this is an absolute... I'm really annoyed about what I'm going to say. Annoyed at myself, okay. all right? Because I was at a launch of a new concussion app oh, this yeah. morning in the Aviva. Fantastic app. Great help. But there was a very distinguished neurologist there. And he says they now have a test and it comes up with B150787, whatever it is. I don't know. That's the problem. I haven't got the right information. But it can tell if you're likely... likely uh, dementia sufferer Alzheimer's have you come across that? They are trying to identify yeah blood tests that, and, and a lot of the work has been done in places like Trinity That's right yeah. he's from Trinity Yeah a lot of the work has been done in places like Trinity Trinity are at the, at the absolute and we should be very proud of them cutting edge yeah. of developing tests to see what they've basically isolated is a protein. Is this what he's talking about this morning? Well, he was saying that, you see, for instance, you could get your, you can now send your, 
your son's saliva off, right, to a company. They check it. I'm going to have all this for next week. All right. They check it. And they write back, say, your son has a propensity, might have Alzheimer's in later life. So we shouldn't be playing rugby because he now doesn't want to get bangs on the head as well. I'm going to come back with all the info next week. All right. Well, terrible day. Nope. I, I never heard of this until I went to America, and every second person I met in America seemed to have it. Fibromyalgia. Ah, yes. Now, he was diagnosed, female diagnosed with that nine years ago, when she was only 19. Medicated, okay, discharged from care in the hospital, but it's all back up again. Yeah, she said she managed to get off the medication in her in her text, and she said that she now, she managed very much with lifestyle um, changes and all that. And that what is it? Fibromyalgia is, is a condition whereby people feel generalised aches and pains. It's also associated with low mood and it's a kind of a chronic fatigue syndrome. So people are very, very tired. Right. They're a bit low in themselves and they have lots of generalised aches and pains. Um, and it's often managed by rheumatologists and, and it's treated by your very favourite drug of all time, George, sometimes by antidepressants. Um uh, she's still very young, this girl. She's in her That's 20s. Yeah, she's yeah. very young and in her 20s. I would say she needs to go in and have, this is a bit beyond us here, because I think she needs to go in and have a chat with somebody and a bit of a conversation and say, look, what did you do before that managed to kind of improve things for you? Can you look into that again? What, what kind of lifestyle changes can be implemented? If she needs medication, maybe so she needs it. But ideally, it would be better because this is a person who managed this without medication and the medication has problems too that we should probably, ha- she needs to have a face-to-face chat with somebody about okay. about management. Now, there's a ton, you're very popular, ton, since I stopped talking, you've become incredibly popular. There's a ton of questions coming in here, which we'll have to deal with next week. So if your question wasn't answered, do please come back next week because we've only three minutes to go. Itchy anus? Yeah. More, yep. more of your antihistamines, no, anti-emollients. No, this, this, this text says that, that the back passage is, is itchy and that they have... Um, For 10 years. They said that they have outruled worms, but that they it goes away with the likes of caniston, but then it comes back. What that tells me is this is somebody who needs to use it for a lot longer because we've talked about this long, and we're not going there this evening about your scrotum, George, but we've talked about I this... I never mentioned it. No, but, you know... Um, people miss it when you don't talk about it but this is because you have to treat funguses for a very 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 but, long but, time but for a while now you're always rabbiting on about GPs and they're fantastic and go to your GP this and go to your GP that surely be the God he's gone to his GP he's had it for 10 years why, we, we why hasn't the GP we said don't know. stick with it kids well you've got to stick with it the other thing that's quite good topically for, for, for fungal rashes which I'm presuming this is because there's itch and it's responded to Caniston previously is live yogurt live yogurt is quite good live yogurt blob put it on your absolutely put it, put it on a blob Greek style stuff it doesn't have to be Greek it can just oh, be Greek once yogurt. it's alive and no fruit oh. um, but what you do is you put that on a blob of, of uh, a blob of that on some cotton wool on a, on a lump of cotton wool and put that on and that can help too right, well, there's a ton of itchies going on D- here drink a bit of water with lemon juice in it too is yeah, these old wife tales come up. I love old wives. Listen, I, I, there's fellas of rashes and they're growing, but I'm not going there. But what about this one? My resting heart rate is 43, yeah. but I'm not very fit. Go to gym twice a week. Not great for cardio. Should I be worried? So what would my resting heart rate be, for argument's sake? It'd be about 60 or something? Uh, yours might even be a little bit higher, George, because you don't take an awful lot of aerobic exercise. And I have arrhythmia. 
and you have arrhythmia. So yours, yours may... But is 43 particularly low? Yes, it is. It's, it's a bradycardia. It's a form of an arrhythmia. It's a slow heartbeat. Now, there are reasons why people might have it. This person has identified one of them. Being super fit is one. But he's not very fit. Yes, and occasionally other people just have it and it's just the way it is. But, yeah. He needs an ECG because right. some forms of heart block cause very low heart rates, resting heart rates. And I'm not saying he has one. I'm really not saying he has one, but I'm saying why don't you go right. and get it checked? But, but what he could be is Ireland's next 10,000 metre gold medalist in the Olympics because all these uh, Olympic long distance runners have very low resting heart rates. Well, the super fit people do have very low resting heart rates, but 43 is pretty low. I went from 60 to 198 in 30 seconds on the walker. Did you? Down the matter private. Your man nearly had hysterics. <laughs> whip you off, did he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, the chicken box vaccine. Should I get it for my two-year-old, somebody asked? A lot of people are getting it nowadays. It's not part of the routine primary immunisation schedule as provided by the government. Um, chicken pox is a relatively harmless, and I say relatively under under certain kind of conditions, relatively harmless child, childhood illness. Um, but here, here, there's pros and cons. One is, I mean, we, we have a patient who attends the practice who had a stroke after having uh, chickenpox age five. Um, so it's not completely safe. And I, and I see that and some kids get horrible you, doses. You don't like chickenpox vaccine? No, no, I'm saying chickenpox can, it's mo- mostly okay, but it can be very severe. But what we are seeing now in America, interestingly enough, where they do have routine chickenpox vaccinations programs is adults who are, the vaccine is wearing off, they're non-immune and they're getting chickenpox as adults, which is a far, far more because, serious because condition. Because it makes you infertile. You're thinking, no, of, that's you're mumps. thinking of mumps, but yeah, mumps, d- d- mumps, boys out there, mumps mostly doesn't make you infertile. Um, but okay, no, it mostly doesn't. But well, chickenpox, chicken, chickenpox as an adult is a horrible condition, I'm George, sure. because it kills. I mean, for instance, sort of Indian tribes, Native American tribes, where chickenpox was introduced deliberately in some cases, and they kind of wiped them out because they had no immune system. That's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, what about this fella, David in Waterford? He is, wi- I'm sorry for laughing, but he has wicked trouble with his jaws. He keeps cracking and grinding. And sometimes he ends up with lockjaw when he joins, when he yawns. Now, there's no such thing as lockjaw. What he means is jaw lock. So lockjaw yeah. is, is, is the colloquial term for tetanus. Um, That's right. This guy has, has TMJ dysfunction. So his, 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 his temporomandibular joint, which is the joint that your, your jaw hinges to your skull with, yeah. has a problem. And snakes don't have that tendular mandibular Which is important thing. for this listener, I'm sure. <laughs> but that's why snakes can swallow like a sheep okay. because they we don't. Just, well, have we advise the poor man what to do. I advise him. He might need to go to his dentist, okay? Because you can get these mouth guards that you put in at night that help you stop the grinding oh, and the chewing yeah. and, and help relieve yeah. some of this pressure. Because a lot of this happens at night. But there are also TMJ surgeons. There are there are Maxfax surgeons. There's some great ones in Dublin, um, and those guys can actually sometimes help with this too. Yeah, there's a stuff that can be done. I lots of people have that. I have that, and I have to start kind of waxing my jaw to get it moving again. Waxing it? Well, you know, moving it stops me speaking sometimes, which is very difficult. (laughs) We have tons of questions for our neighbours, all of them requiring the immediate calling of an ambulance. uh, But (laughs) we'll do those next week.